Telling the truth about the magical jab will get you eliminated from social media up until the point in which they start telling the truth, and then it's okay. It's the Adrian Slade Show. The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade Show. They cannot take me down or destroy me yet. Your favorite ranting out loud podcast host has returned. I'm Adrian Slade. Yeah, it took a couple of weeks. And during that couple of weeks, one of which was a vacation, um, yeah, Twitter suspended my main, my main account at Rants Out Loud, which you can still find me over there at Adrian Slade Show. Uh, you can also find me on Getter, on Gab, on Truth Social. Over on Clout Hub, you can also find me on MeWe, Parlor, uh, wherever we have to resort to hiding at or congregating because of the fact that we've got these fascists who, who run these left-wing social media companies. And it almost seemingly happened around the time that Elon Musk decided to relinquish his bid because the valuation was overvaluated because of the fact that there's too many freaking bots on that platform. So Elon Musk is going like, hey, your, your social media site is not that valuable. I'm going to pull out. They tried to sue him over it. Of course, as soon as he pulled out, all the conservatives were getting hacked over there. Daniel Horowitz from Conservative Review and The Blaze, he got canned. My buddy Tyler Morgan, he got canned. I mean, just anything. So what was it that caused the canning, the excommunication? Well, Seth Dillon, he is the CEO of Babylon Bee. He posted an article related to puberty blockers. Now, if you don't know what puberty blockers are, it's basically they take the chemicals that they use for chemical castration. And when you have, you know, a little preteen who hasn't fully developed into their body and they want to change their gender, they you know, born a boy and they want to be a girl or Born a girl and want to be a boy. Well, they don't want those parts to grow, so they use puberty blockers. And we're being told these things, yeah, they just put a pause on puberty. And then you just, you know, when you want puberty to happen, you just take it off. Yeah. When you want to be 28 and you want to detransition back, you just take the puberty blocker off and there you go. You're back, right? <laughs> so they, he posted an article related to puberty blockers, which are permanent. It's chemical castration that we use on sex offenders. And then all of the medical side effects that come with it, brain swelling, all types of life-threatening injury can come about while these doctors are prescribing this crap out like it's candy. So I basically said, look, they're trying to kill you, whether it be abortion, whether it be puberty blockers or these magical elixirs, these vaccines for COVID-19 where if you took the vaccine, you have a chance of getting myocarditis, uh, blood clotting. If you're female, maybe in your you know, 70s, your period's going to come back. Uh, you can have all types of crazy issues with your sperm and with fertility. And uh, yeah, uh, you might drop dead of SADS. Sudden adult death syndrome, right? We don't know what happened. He just died. Just unexplainable. And, and this season of unexplained death is huge. I mean, one guy looked at his grades. One kid, he was graduating, looked at his grades, got so excited he died. That's what the news reported. And they're supposedly the purveyors of real news. 
He just died of happiness. He saw his grades and was like, yeah, now I can go to Virginia Tech and then died. So now he'll never go to Virginia Tech. So really uh, nonsensical conclusion. I think it was from the from Washington Post. So basically, I stated that in all of these areas, they're trying to kill you. And they didn't like that. So they suspended me for six days. It was six days that I was already on vacation, so I wasn't planning on open Twitter anyways. Maybe occasionally sitting by the pool. And uh, then they came back and said something to do with, you know, uh, being on another account, which the funny thing is the other account never been touched, never been flagged, nothing. (laughs) In fact, I violated some norms on that one and got suspended for 11 hours on the other account. So why didn't they just suspend that one completely? I don't know. I don't believe it was related to that other account. I just think they were looking for a reason to suspend me, which was really funny because I'd already been so shadow banned that when I went on a small account with maybe a couple hundred followers, man, I was back to 2008 Twitter, all types of interaction, trolls coming at me, people that I didn't know chatting back and forth. To the point where I was going, yeah, it sucks that I had some really good follows, you know, some people that I respect in the industry and and, and political uh, punditry and and different uh, journalism sectors that were really cool people that I met along the way. And some even that aren't like Chef Gruel, Andrew Gruel, you know, some of these people started following me because of stuff that I tweeted at him. Uh, Christina Peshaw, who was Ron DeSantis's uh, uh, press secretary. Um, now she's part of heading up the rapid response team. She was following me. You know, there's a lot of cool followers that I had political L she's awesome. Um, now they're all gone. But the thing is I'm looking at it going, I should have just left it anyways. It was a dead account. It did nothing. It, I mean, the people that I knew it, you know, functioned, but as a really typical functioning social media platform, I wasn't getting that experience anymore. Yet I got it when I went on this small account. (laughs) So that's where I've gone. And it was all because I said they're trying to kill you. And are they? Hmm. Let's see. Let's talk about some of these vaccines. This is from The Lancet. All right. So this isn't, you know, welovedonaldtrump.com. This isn't uh, even the Gateway Pundit. Risk of infection, hospitalization, and death up to nine months after a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A retrospective total population cohort study conducted in Sweden. Uh, All right. Well, why would we force this on everybody? The background on this says in the summary, vaccine effectiveness against COVID-19 beyond six months remains incompletely understood. We aim to investigate the effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccination against the risk of infection, hospitalizations, and death during the first nine months after vaccination for the total population of Sweden. So the findings say between December 28, 2020 and October 4th, 2021, 842,974 individuals were fully vaccinated, being that they had two doses and were matched one-to-one ratio to an equal number of unvaccinated individuals. Total study cohort, N equals 1, 685,948. For the outcome, uh, SARS-CoV-2 infection of any severity, the vaccine effectiveness waned progressively over time from 92% 
uh, within the first 15 to 30 days to 47 percent at 121 to 180 days to 23 percent moving on. Waning was slightly slower for the mRNA uh, 1273, which is a vaccine effectiveness of 96 percent at 15 to 30 uh, days, 59 percent from day uh, 181 and counting. Waning also slowed for uh, now we're going to get all technical here with the uh, heterologic or heterologous uh, plus an mRNA vaccine for which vaccine effectiveness was 89 percent at 15 to 30 days, 66 percent from day 121 on. So we know that that's uh, an issue. So the effectiveness was not really good. <laughs> kind of bad there. <laughs> So, uh, what about this study? Innate immune suppression by SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccines. The role of G quadruplexes, exomes, and microRNAs. So basically what they boil this down to say is that your immune system is suppressed because of these vaccines. Ah, uh, that's a problem. So if they're forcing you to stay employed, that would mean you would have to take one of these experimental vaccines that could have adverse side effects. Myocarditis, which is, you know, uh, an affliction of the heart, heart muscle damage could cause heart, heart attacks if you do strenuous activity. Um, remember that story, the Boston Marathon, where one person died at the finish line and 100 other people had heart attacks? <laughs> Kind of odd, right? Um, now your immune system's going to be shot. And what's really amazing is that they told us in the beginning over and over, oh, risk of infection, you will be fine. You'll be safe if you take the vaccine. You won't be infected. I mean, the lady from the CDC said that. <laughs> I mean, was it Dr. Wynn? I... So here you go from Zero Hedge. Dr. Burks, remember? Face shield bedazzled Dr. Burks. She liked to talk like this. And she's got like this freaking scarf on all the time. Well, she admitted she knew COVID-19 vaccines were never, quote, were never going to protect against infection. A year ago, President Biden told the world during a now infamous CNN town hall, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. This is a simple, basic proposition. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized. You're not going to be in the ICU unit. You're not going to die, he added. Let's listen to that. More transmissible and more deadly in terms of non-unvaccinated people. The, vi the, the, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. So did he knowingly lie to the American people? Well, as, as Zachary Stiber reports from the Epoch Times, one of the former U.S. officials who led the COVID-19 response during the Trump administration said July 22nd that COVID-19 vaccines were not expected to protect against infection. Quote, I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines. And it made people then worry 
that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. Dr. Burks, the White House COVID-19 response coordinator under former President Donald Trump, said in an interview on Fox News. Yeah, let's listen to her say this. I want to get your take on a lot of people looking at the president now having this and all these people who have been fully vaccinated and and boosted and all of that, and they're getting it. The 20% or so of Americans who've not been vaccinated might look at that doctor and say, well, why bother? Why bother? What do you what do you tell them? Well, if you're across the South um, and you're in the middle of this wave, what's going to save you right now is Paxlovid. But once we get through this wave during that law, you should get vaccinated and boosted because we do believe it will protect you, particularly if you're over 70. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. Back to the article, the Moderna and Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines were granted emergency use authorization in late 2020 to prevent uh, symptomatic COVID-19 and were promoted by many health officials, including Dr. Burks, who said, quote, this is one of the most highly effective vaccines we have in our infectious disease arsenal. Really now. And so that's why I'm very enthusiastic about the vaccine. Burke said on an ABC podcast at the time, she made no mention of concerns that the vaccine might not protect against infection. These people are hacks. And what she did do, what she is noted in her book as doing, is coming out and telling everyone that she changed data. She got reports. She left off pertinent data. Governors got the reports, fashioned their response after her reports, and then she put the data back in. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a big problem. You should be uh, fired for that and maybe even hanged at this point because of what happened globally, what happened through America. I mean, we're still reeling with the effects of this. But, you know, no biggie there. We, the government's got it. We'll let them raid your house with FBI agents, and they'll hire 87,000 IRS agents to come audit you while you're hiding away from the FBI agents, and then you can cower in the corner using their magical elixirs that they've mandated that you take and hope that your heart doesn't explode or you don't die of a clot in the brain or maybe, you know, your immune system gets shot to where we have an incident like we did in Australia that we did on a podcast a little while ago with the COVID babies who had no immunity, so they had RSV, influenza, and COVID-19. And they've mandated this. So are we supposed to know? I mean, are we supposed to surmise that, you know, we're going to surmise that They don't understand the effects of this insurance data shooting through the roof, especially in like, uh, was it Germany? I think it was um, because of deaths and and, uh, adverse side effects. But yet I can't really point that out because, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not even a biologist. I couldn't tell you if Dr. Burks was a woman or not. We don't even know what one is, but that's kind of where we're at. And what other reasons would they just knowingly have adverse side effect data see things happening with these uh you know with these mrna vaccines these gene therapies that embalmers are now having to pull these ridiculous clots out which are slowing their time to turn a cadaver over so that it's presentable at a funeral um we're seeing an uptick in all of this 
And we're supposed to go, okay, they know this. They know there's a possibility that you could die from these, these vaccines. But we also know that your chances of being adversely impacted by getting actual COVID-19 is very small too. Most people are just sailing through it. We had a ton of outbreaks happen from the beach house that we went to, uh, my son being one of them, and not a one really felt too terribly bad. You know, a little, a little under the weather, a little slow, you know, maybe a little lethargic, maybe run, ran a small fever here and there. Nothing to shut down a country and force ridiculous new medical tech up their behinds. I mean, that I you can't explain that. I mean, listen to Peter McAuliffe talk about these vaccines. Peter McAuliffe, the leading uh, epidemiologist in the country, the guy has been the canary in the coal mine on these things, telling the world, hey, these are bad. These are really bad. We probably shouldn't be doing it. Listen to him explain how bad these are. And the only reason why this coronavirus has led to death is because of this spike protein. The ball is innocuous. We've had coronaviruses. I may actually have one that I'm finishing up right now. It's not lethal to me. But the spike protein is what makes it lethal. Now, the vaccines, as shown here, on the left is uh, the um, adenoviral vector vaccines, Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca, which inject the DNA, which codes for the spike protein. It makes the body produce the spike protein. The messenger vac vaccines are on the right, and that's Pfizer and Moderna. They inject the message, messenger RNA, to produce the spike protein. But the vaccines all produce the spike protein, which those little red buds. Those buds are identical to the original Wuhan strain of the virus. The vaccines are producing the lethal part of the virus. The vaccines are the genetic code for the lethal protein that has killed millions of people worldwide. The vaccine provides the genetic code to produce the lethal protein for an uncontrolled duration of time and an uncontrolled quantity. When you think about that biologic ramification, that's the most risky vaccine anybody could ever come up with because it's completely uncontrolled. So in the wrong person and the wrong time, if they produce too much of it for too long of a time, it's going to be lethal. There's Dr. Peter McCullough telling you right there that they're injecting you with a synthetic version of COVID that has all the lethal parts. I mean, what else can we surmise other than are they trying to kill us? And, and really, they, they pushed everyone's backs up against the wall just to take these damn things, which is even worse. So they know that they're not good for you. They know the side effects. But then at the same time, they're going to demand all of these limitations to your liberties unless you go ahead and inject. And heck, let's do it. Two or three, four times, you know, President Biden had it. He's taken Paxlovid or Paxlovid, and that's given him the rebounds, the rebound COVID cases, <clears throat> because Paxlovid is known for that. Same thing with Dr. Fauci. Now Dr. Jill Biden's got it. <laughs> and they've been quadruple boosted and double masked and whatever. Yet people like myself who didn't take the vaccine got COVID, got through it pretty easily even use some ivermectin just to be on the safe side. And at the very end of it, have been around other people that have had COVID outbreaks uh, told to me later, and I haven't gotten anything. And so I want you to listen to 
this thread that I read, and it's really interesting because I think little aspects of it you can relate to. Some people have been through some of these. It's amazing what this person went through because they went through it all. But this is what they demanded of you if you didn't take the shots. They said, look, in no particular order, I was not allowed to volunteer at my kid's school for over a year because I wasn't vaccinated. A family refused to carpool with us because they said we were uncomfortable with their son sharing a car with us. And we had, or they were uncomfortable uh, with sharing, you know, a car with their son. We had been uh, ratted out by a mutual friend who said to the other mom, quote, well, you do know they aren't vaccinated, right? (laughs) We were uninvited by good friends to share a vacation home with them which was a long-standing tradition and it was ended by medical uh, a medical choice and they all got covid anyways of course my daughter couldn't attend theater productions with her school's theater company because of the uh, Denver uh, Denver County rules 50% of the restaurants and many businesses in our neighborhood were off limits to us and I won't forget which ones we had to eat ice cold lunches out of a hand pack while we were huddled outside with uh, frozen hands when we skied at the ski resort that they have passes to because we weren't allowed inside the lodges. I could never get, I could never get warm. I bailed on the rest of the season after just using two days uh, of my pass. Wasn't worth it. I wasn't allowed to stay in a hotel or eat in a restaurant for my work trip to DC. I had to cancel it all together as it made travel there impossible. My husband, having trained already for six months, was banned from participating in an Ironman event. A group of his friends told him over, a tw- over text that he was endangering them and their families, and they told him that he couldn't stay in the Airbnb with them for a trip that they had been planning, and they no longer speak to him. I was called a conspiracy theorist by dear friends and was left in the dust by them socially. I would have given one of my kidneys to be to these friends and they cut me off over a vax that didn't stop transmission or infection. My teens experience unbelievable amounts of stress regarding quote being found out by their peers for not being vaxxed. They usually lied and just said that they were in order not to be shunned or called out for with derogatory and bigoted terms like anti-vax and I don't blame them. We didn't book a trip to a friend's son's bar mitzvah in New York because we, would have, we wouldn't have been allowed inside the venue. By the time New York City dropped their mandate, it was too late to book the travel. I would still wouldn't be allowed to work there because of science. I was disinvited to an annual women's fitness trip that I've been attending for years because of my personal medical choices. And despite have already having COVID, I was told I could attend the next one, quote, as long as the guidance doesn't change. How generous. Oh, and my husband was fired from his job at a Fortune 500 for not getting vaxxed, despite the fact that he worked 100% from home and offered to test before any meetings or travel. This rule only applied to U.S. employees except for those in Texas because science. So, yes, I am seething right now, having read the CDC's new guidance, knowing that this was what the guidance should have been all along, minus the ridiculous masking. I want apologies and I want assurances that this won't happen again. I know that won't come through though. So yeah, the new COVID guidelines from the CDC, 
Those exposed to the virus no longer need to quarantine. Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus. It's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. So there you go. (laughs) You get shunned from society. Uh, You lose your job. You lose friends. You aren't allowed in restaurants and concert halls. All because you didn't take a risk at the Russian roulette called the vaccine. And pointing out the facts that show that these vaccines are Russian roulette will get you suspended for, from social media uh, platforms, as happened to me. So before we wrap all this up, let's listen to real leadership. This is Ron DeSantis at CPAC talking about vax mandates and all types of garbage like that. And just listen to America's governor. We led the fight against vax mandates and vax passports. We were not going to let our state descend into some type of Faucian dystopia where people's freedoms were curtailed and their livelihoods were destroyed. No, we made sure that we protected people's rights. And you look what's happened around the country, how they've done things like force these shots on people in the military, in the private sector. In the state of Florida, we fought Biden on that. We called the special session of the legislature, and now it's Florida law that nobody has to choose between a job they need and a jab they don't want. And we were criticized for that at the time. Because they said that, oh, this is something CDC wants to mandate. And I'm like, what? I don't care. I'm going to do what's right. But now CDC even has changed their guidance. And they're saying no difference in treatment between a vax and unvax. And so my question is, if the CDC's finally come around to that, why is the military still kicking people out over the COVID shot? They need to bring back on active duty anybody who wants to be back. Anybody who lost their job because of Biden's private sector mandate needs to get their job back. And if you have if you have taken this because of a mandate and you have been injured, you should be able to sue and get damages. Boom. Mic drop. Nuff said. (laughs) He's going to be a president someday soon. I'm Adrian Slate. Thanks for tuning in. We will be on a regular schedule here very soon with the podcast. You can check it out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Don't forget, follow me on Twitter at Adrian Slade Show. Um, You can also follow me on Getter, on Gab, on Parler, Truth Social, Clout Hub, MeWe. Even I'm on Facebook. I don't really use it that often because I hate Facebook. Also, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a note. Leave a five-star review. If you have some questions, leave them in the comments and I may read them on the show and answer them. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. God bless.